0: Awesome, you got quite the setup back there. That's pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> well, shoot, these days, man, everybody has to, right? Man, I wasn't. No, the, yeah, uh, for sure.
0: it definitely helps to have a little bit of something there. But yeah, exactly. awesome. Thank you. Thanks again so much for doing this. Is so cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, no worries, man. No worries. I appreciate you. Like I said, apologize for the misunderstanding on the original time. So apologize for leaving you hanging last night. No, it's
0: okay. It's okay. Um, so I just wanted to. So, can we just kind of get into it?
1: Yeah, let's go, man.
0: Awesome. So, um, I just wanted to ask you. So, like, where did you kind of? like, where did your passion for MMA come, uh, come about? Cause like, I know that it, like when you started, it wasn't that big of a thing, you know? So what kind of gave you like, what made you think it was beginning to come, become as big as it did?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Because I mean, in the beginning I was, I was kind of just a fan of the sport, man. I, I wasn't, yeah. um, it wasn't something that I ever thought of as an industry, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I went no, to school yeah. for, for journalism and I knew I wanted to be involved in sports. I loved it, but I, I didn't, you know, MMA was definitely not what it is now, but it appealed to me, man. It just, and it's, it's the competition itself. I mean, I love martial arts and I love, you know, just the fighting aspect. I mean, there's no more like pure test of somebody like who's better, who's what, you know, that, but also, man, once you get involved in it and you start to learn like the people, man, and the people, the, the athletes, the stories, the sacrifices, the, you know, just the dedication it takes, man. I just became so like, Um, amazed I guess and enthralled by the by the people and the stories and I was like man if I can help people understand like what these people go through and like what sacrifices they make and what's going on more than just you know at the time it was a thing where a lot of people thought MMA was barbaric you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it was like oh it's no rules I mean hell people thought they were fighting to the death you know what I mean And it's like so I was like man if I can be a part of helping educate the masses and see like how pure this is man to see like how amazing it is um then that's something i want to be a part of so it was really man i just i had a passion um for the sport itself and i I had a passion for telling stories and and journalism it was something i always wanted to do so man got to marry those things together and a dream job man
0: that's awesome how has it been like seeing this sport like progress because it's literally came so far in such a short amount of time so how cool has that been for you
1: it's been really cool man because like you said like uh I mean, I guess some of it's kind of luck, you know what I mean? Being Mm -hmm. in the right place at the right time. I mean, maybe uh, it's a sport that didn't take off. But yeah, so seeing it grow and and seeing it be a part, you know, now it's just accepted. Like, it's crazy, you know, like uh, when it first got on Fox, for instance, when I was was on network television, that was like a big deal, man. Like, oh, man, we're putting MMA on network television. It was Mm -hmm. still a little bit controversial, a little bit edgy. And now it's just accepted, and I think that's that's been amazing to see kind of the growth, like and, and, and acceptance of it just being there. Like, I don't feel like like th- listen, there's always going to be certain people that don't like combat sports. Like, I get that, you know what I mean. Like, um, it's it's there's going to be people that don't like watching other people get punched in the face. Um, there's even a section that that won't like women, you know, seeing women involved in fighting. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I get it. and There's always going to be that. But in the beginning, it was like you had to explain that it was okay. You know what I mean? I don't feel like that exists anymore. Like, I, f- I don't feel like anybody now is like, this is controversial and it should be banned. You know what I mean? Sure, there's going to be some people that don't dig it. But uh, but knowing now that it's just kind of accepted, that's it's pretty cool.
0: No, yeah, it's awesome. Um, did you ever have like a background in it?
1: I trained a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's, it's been a while as uh, as the figure shows, man. And you probably need to get out there on the mats, but but yeah, yeah. I trained in it early on, man. I grew up in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, and and Guy Mesger, um was uh, kind of an early influence in my life, man. Just happened to meet him through um, a, a friend of a friend. It was a chance encounter, and so. Um, you know, started working out a little bit his gym, and that was the the Lions in Dallas days. So you'd have you know Pete Williams rolling through, Frank Shamrock, Ken mm-hmm. Shamrock, uh, Trey Tellingman, uh, Jerry Boland, or kind of all that old school Lions in Dallas crew. So um, got a chance to train a little bit then. Um, but it's funny, like even when I was training a lot, like I never wanted to actually have a fight. You know, people are like, Oh no, yeah, no. myself. I'm like, No, nah, dude, I'm I'm, su- I'm supporting myself like by waiting tables. Like if I break my arm or something, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know? No, yeah, so, that's that's uh, the
0: thing. I feel like people see like the guys they have such amazing bodies or whatever but like they literally have to look like that just to even feel a little bit okay after the fact
1: yeah but no it, doubt about it it's yeah they're prime athlete, man to me they're the best athletes on the face of the planet man like yeah okay are.
0: so there's another thing i was gonna ask but i don't ask this so like i've heard you say so many times that you think mma is like the best sport in the world like is is it just because like the people and stuff that's why you think it is and that can be international
1: yeah, I think so. I think that's part of it, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of silly what Dana always says, but, like, it's in our DNA. We get it. Like, yeah, no, it's, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, combat, unfortunately, has been a part of human nature forever. You know what I mean? So, like, you, you don't have to understand all the intricacies of it to get it like yes it's at its highest level i think that's what's so fun about it right like on the surface you know you can just look at francis nagano and be like i bet that's a bad dude you know what i mean like no, you know yeah exactly a human being gets that but then there's the subtle nuances like when you really start to learn the the intricacies of the grappling game and you know what's really happening in the clinch and, and all this there's all those like layers to it so like you can you can get it at a very basic level um and and then you the, you know you can, your understanding and appreciate uh, appreciation of it can go up so it it applies no, yeah, to all for sure, yeah, 110%. and I, I like that part of it, and, and the other part of it too is just like, as far as like the competition, like I said, there's nothing more pure, man. It's like you go out there and you either win or you lose. That's it. There's no ah, well, you know, man, if my quarterback would have been doing this today, or oh man, my, my defender let me down over there. It's like nah, bro, it's you out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's something like really, man, just to to, to to test yourself in that way. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. How do you feel like having a background and like knowing everything? And obviously, you know, so much now, but how do you feel, especially like, I don't like, and you know, how judging and stuff, it's a little bit out there. How important do you think it is that people that are actually like involved with the sport know what they're talking about and have I don't want to say necessarily have done it but how essential is that to like I think
1: yeah I think you got to know it man I think if you don't man you get you get found out real quick especially man the the hardcore fans of this sport now I'm sure it's that way in most sports but it's like if you're, you know, you you look at like some of the ESPN like talking head personalities and stuff like that. I mean, even look at like a Stephen A. Smith or something who's obviously, you know, world renowned. But people know that he doesn't really know the game, and it yeah. pisses him off so much because he says something. You're like, bro, you don't even know what you're talking about. You He's know what just mean? So,
0: so used to people like agreeing with what he says, yeah. or, or, or like, and it, yeah, that's hilarious.
1: And but listen, yeah. I mean, as far as as far as like doing it, I mean. It helps. It really, really does help to at least train a little bit, you know what I mean? So you at least understand some concepts and that sort of things. It helps. It's not a requirement. I'm not one of those people who says, oh, you ha-, you know you have to have done the sport in order to be able to talk about it. Like, no, you don't. I mean, listen, I mean, again, I have a, a background in training, but it, it, even if I hadn't had a background in training, like at this point, I, I don't even know how. I mean, like realistically, and I, I tried to figure this out one day and I was like, I don't think it's obscene to say I've probably seen like, 20,000 fights at this point you know what I mean like I don't if you really look I mean I, hell last week I was at contender series on Tuesday night CFSC 82 on Wednesday CFSC 83 on Thursday and then uh, USC 252 on Saturday that's one week you know what I mean so I think yeah, over time you'll you'll just learn from kind of absorbing it so to speak but uh but I do think having a background at least a little bit of education is important so you know what you're talking about
0: yeah so yeah I agree 100% but when you got into like MMA journalism or whatever did you Because like I feel like you the UFC was like the main deal, right? Did you ever see yourself kind of branching out and going into all these other little organizations? And how cool has it been to see like because you're basically when you're like announcing for the CFFC, like you're basically scouting out potential contenders, which has to be pretty sweet.
1: I love it, man. I absolutely love it, and yeah, even from the beginning, like. The UFC, of course, but like uh, early on, it's, it's actually funny. My mom just got here; she's visiting from Dallas. But like yeah. uh, back at her house in Dallas, where I grew up, there's still to this day like uh, VHS tapes of Pancras from Japan in the early '90s. Like I used wow. to get that stuff. I used to order it uh, online and get it mm-hmm. shipped over from Japan and watch these like. So I loved. I loved absorbing everything. You know what I mean? It was cool. Like it, it, most of their stuff's on. Oh, well, I think all of it's on Fight Pass now. If you go see that old school like uh, Boss Ruten, Frank Shamrock, you know Masakatsu Funaki, uh, Minoru. Suzuki like all these people it was so fun so yeah so I've always loved things outside the USC and like even when I when I moved to Vegas um pretty pretty early after I moved here I started doing commentating for um Tough Enough which is actually an amateur show here um and it's it's run so professionally man but you know I got to see like Ronda Rousey's I I called two of her amateur fights before she turned pro so I mean like Yes, I love that. There's something so cool about identifying talent early on early on and going, Oh, like I I can see it. Like I, I see the skill there, and watching that person develop all the way, you know, to the pro level superstar status. I I, I love that. To me, it sounds kind of weird, but like, you know, for instance, like telling the stories of George Saint Pierre or Conor McGregor or whatever, like everybody's already heard it. Everybody already knows it. And yes, that stuff's gonna get you the most clicks, and those are the biggest stars. So you you write about that stuff. But man, I love like telling the stories of people that are just making their way in and, like, letting them get a little bit of shine on them and, and try to help them, like, make their way. So, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I love uh, watching the spot. I still absorb as much MMA as I can. If there's something on, I'm, I'm, if I'm not, you know, actively, like, super into it, I'm at least got it on in the background so I can monitor it and just kind of right. look for new names, look for new faces, that sort of thing.
0: Okay, so as a journalist, do you ever feel like, obviously you love the sport, but do you feel pressured to, like, know everything ever? Or do you kind of just, like... It's it's fun yes for it you, will. so you know you you know a ton about the sport.
1: Yeah, I would I would say uh, not pressure. I mean, you want to be educated. I, I'm not one of those people that has like. You're like total instant recall, like, yep, I remember that card, that date, the bow order, like that stuff. I can't, yeah, like, uh, you know, like, you know, man, there, there are people in the sport that, like, you give them a fighter and they can and they can run off like 10 fights in a row of, like, oh, yep, he fought then and then he went there and then I can't do that. Like, I mean, big, big moments. I was to be Now, once I look at a card, like, if you pull something it up, might, and I, and I'm like, okay, you. yep, yep, I remember I was I remember I was caged, I remember that one, I remember talking <laughs> yeah. to so and so about this. I, you know what I mean? It all comes back to me. So, um, I, I wouldn't say I feel pressure, like, I wish I had that. Kind of knowledge where i could just like boom instant recall everything i can't um, but at the same time like i do try to educate myself like i think that's your responsibility as a journalist if you're going to perceive you to be an, an expert you know to people if you're going to p- portray yourself in that manner then you damn well better be an expert you know what i mean like yeah, don't exactly. don't don't bluff you know it's not fake it till you make it like no i want people to know that when i'm talking to you it's coming from an educated perspective um, and, and 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 that i'm being honest about it too you know what i mean but yes that i'm that i'm that i'm educated in it
0: okay so um also like being educated like how do you separate because obviously you probably have your favorite fighters how do you separate bias like like how do you because for me a ton of issues is like i really like a guy so i want them to win but you know deep down that it's like it could be a little far-fetched like how do you separate that when you're writing a story or cheering you know what i mean because you are a fan
1: it's hard. It's, it is hard to do. That. And you have to realize, I mean, at least that you're saying you see it. You have to recognize that bias in yourself. It's, it's, it's impossible to not develop relationships in an industry when you, when you cover it that long. Now, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that's like, texting fighters like let's go get a beer let's hang out you know, <laughs> yeah. not, not like that you know what i mean like you need to keep yourself at a distance but when you've you know i mean i've, I've interviewed cowboy Cerrone like 30 times yeah. in his career maybe more i don't know you know what i mean so like you kind of develop a, a little bit of a relationship and once you start to know people um and again you know you know the sacrifice they have you know their families you know what's on the line yeah you you, you kind of want to pull for somebody You're like damn i want to see him do good you know what i mean but mm-hmm. you, you just have to recognize that there is going to be an element of human bias but you need to make sure that you get that out of the way and that you, and and it sounds like you do that. You recognize it in yourself because if you recognize it in yourself, then you can say, okay, hold on. I I know what's happening here. Let's put that to the side and let's, let's look at this objectively. Um, And especially of course, like in your, in your reporting, and that's just like analysis, but in the way you write, anything you put out there, I mean, you definitely have to do that. And as far as cheering, I mean, you know you, you don't cheer from cage side so that you know that's that's easy enough you know you just but but inside look, you're always going to have favorites you're always going to pull for people you're always going to want to see good things happen to good people so that's natural
0: especially guys that you've probably recognized or covered in the past you know what i mean absolutely do you do you have a specific um organization besides the UFC that's kind of not like a minor league kind of in a sense like do you have a specific organization that's your favorite and do you have like any eye on like any specific contenders that you think could break into the UFC pretty soon uh
1: well, CFFC is a fantastic organization. Yeah, I was, they I was to, looking
0: at that.
1: <laughs> they pay me to commentate for them, so I'm happy to wait. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But, but no, they do, man. They're, they're really identifying talent, man. They take pride in that. Even if you look at it, like last week, Sean Teed um, was, was scheduled. Uh, uh, excuse me. Sean Teed was scheduled to fight Chris Dawkins in the main event, and they let Chris Docus go to the UFC. They lost their main event on a week's notice because he got the call to the UFC, and they were like, absolutely, you go there. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that's cool because um, there are some organizations in the past that have kind of tried to, like, um, basically said, no, you know, we, we, you've, you know, we need you here for this. You can go afterwards. Absolutely. They said, you know, let's go at it right away. Um, Santa Cruz man, if you saw this kid the other week, he's five and zero as a flyweight, all five first round finishes. I mean, you don't see that in the flyweight division, man. It's a, so he's special, but no CFSC. I, I love them. that's the one I'm studying the most, obviously, because I'm working for them um, and, and doing commentary. Uh, so that, that would be my favorite current one right now. But again, I'm biased because I work for them. Uh, but you know, uh, all time, I would say WC was my, was my all time like favorite show outside the usc i i, I loved sure. it i love the wc those were those were great times so yeah all the developmental organizations are fun to watch you know i watch lfa uh watch titan i mean i, I pretty much everything that's on fight pass if it's on I'm, I'm watching it contender series too man you gotta love contender series right five fights on a tuesday night
0: yeah that's fun it's so interesting to see because like do you ever i don't know like some of these guys i know that they have probably have a lot of amateur fights or whatever but are you ever kind c- concerned like that the UFC, especially now in today's game where they need a lot of fighters and they're using up a lot of American talent. Do you like get concerned that they're ever pushing guys too fast? Especially yeah, now? Because I mean, like it's it's tough to see what was that uh what what was uh one kid's name? He was like the wrestler and he, uh, he Max, was
1: Max Roshkoff.
0: Yeah, Roshkoff, yeah. You know, like what's, it's what's it's funny it's sad to see something like that. You know what it I mean? is. And
1: I and I'll tell you what, you talk about like personal bias. Max Roshkoff is uh is my kid's jujitsu instructor. So I mean oh. like I know that guy like personally, like he spent time like, you know, educating my son on brazilian jiu-jitsu so i was especially gutted for him but you're right you're definitely seeing a lot of it right now you you hit the nail on the head man pandemic era mma people are getting to the ufc faster before they're completely ready and and max max wasn't quite ready yet and 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 now you know he's going to go back out on the regional scene and try to develop his way back you know there which is good it's hard you know sometimes when you're this uh you you know highly touted uh prospect like he was nobody wants to fight you you know what i mean because they know that like hey you've got legit skills but I don't want to face you at this point in my career. You know what I mean? So it's, sometimes when you're really highly tied to prospect, it's difficult to get fights. But yeah, to answer your original question, it's there's no question about it. There's people right now that are getting a little bit rushed because in this pandemic era, you know, you, you only have so many people available to you on the roster. You can't get to your international talent except for Fight Island. Um, you know, COVID tests come back and all of a sudden you need somebody on a week's notice. And so it's a good thing. On the one hand, it's a good thing. A, another one, I'll tell you, yeah, Justin yeah, James. yeah.
0: You're seeing guys. Well, that's the thing I wanted to say some of the guys that are getting shots, you're kind of since it's becoming such an international sport, you're seeing guys break out of the show like Munir Lezes and obviously yeah. Hamza Jamayev. but guys yeah. like that that you weren't necessarily like they are they were be underdogs, but like there's guys that are legit yeah. that just have been waiting for this shot and it's pretty cool to see. So it's kind of hard to tell sometimes.
1: No, you're right. No, like I said, the the flip side of that coin, Justin James, uh, Justin Mm -hmm. James here in Vegas has also coached my kid in wrestling before when, when my kid was at extreme couture. Yeah. And, um, he was a guy that I know, you know, I'd had a lot of conversations with him too, that he was frustrated that he couldn't get, his shot. And he was like, literally considering quitting fighting. He's like, I don't know why I'm going to keep chasing this. You know what I mean? And uh, luckily he stuck with it and, 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 got, Frank it, and, he, and he got his shot. Yeah. And he got the, got the bonus. And you know, he's since had a loss since then, but still he's in the UFC. He's had two fights and, and definitely like there's people that are capitalizing on this era. And, and I'm, I've told everybody, if, if you're on the cusp of getting in, or you think you're on the cusp of getting in, make sure you're staying in shape. Make sure you're staying close to weight, um because you know these guys are getting you know like three day notices, four day notices. You know what I mean. But if you if you want to roll the dice and take that shot, man, bet on yourself. And and then, and as you said too, then you got like a Hamza Shamiyev who's who's fought
0: multiple. Obviously times, ready, you know? way ready.
1: Yeah, re- definitely ready. He's another guy too. I mean, the guy at like six and zero, oh, like he. It was hard for him to get fights because everybody. That no one wants liked, to fight that yeah. guy. Who do you yeah? Who do you want to fight? I mean, hey. if you want to fight that guy for a world title at some point, sure. But you want to fight him at six zero, and nobody's ever even heard of him, and you know how good he is. Like that's mm-hmm. hard. Like uh,
0: there's there's guys that I feel like people get hyped on, but it's just something about those guys that come from like Russia or Dagestan. You never want to count them out. Like they're legit, and he's he's gonna be an issue. Like if if he stays at um. Like I he's a he's a natural one seventy, right? Yeah, or one yep. yeah. Okay. He could legitimately go down and fight one fifty five or the middleweight, like or at middleweight or at one seventy and give issues to people. Like he's oh, gonna absolutely. be really
1: scary. Yeah, no, he's he's got future champ written all over him. And you're absolutely right about like people from the caucuses in the region. The first the first time I ever saw it was Adlan Amagoff. Um and he was fighting I believe he was fighting Robbie Lawler in a strike force event in okay. Vegas. And I was like, Man, you know, it's just like they're is, just different. Is, is, is it I was like, Dude, well, it, so I asked him, I was like, so do you get like, I mean, there's is, 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 like extra pressure, you know, being in the main event, you know, being on in Vegas till he's like pressure. He's like, I grew up, like getting shot at from helicopters. Yeah, he's exactly.
0: Like, this is nothing. I'm, for I'm that. good.
1: And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That does make sense. That does make yeah.
0: sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's another guy. What's his, uh, uh, crap. It's like Jumagulov. Yeah. Zol- I fell uh-huh. in love with him Zolges. as soon I as I saw him up, fight. Yeah. I th- again, well, he fought, uh, Pi- Piva. right and, and I, I, I i i thought he won i was really mad that he lost i thought he was yep. landing clean shots but i was like super upset but there's so many good guys that are amazing that you're seeing coming in but yeah. um yeah so i know that you're a big fan do you ever find it difficult balancing like work and enjoying the fight and like the surrounding environment
1: I will say this, that one thing I've had to do is is remind myself to try to enjoy it at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't at the time. I mean, listen, it, it's work, and it's it's my job, and so I, I, I try to handle it professionally. Sometimes, it, it, I, I guess a drawback is that it used to be my favorite pastime, you know what I mean? Now, like, it's not that anymore, you know what I mean? Like, it's all, I don't get to just sit back and, you know, drink a beer and watch the fights and be like, hey, this is great. Like, even if I don't happen to be working uh, on a week or a weekend or whatever, like, I'm still... As I'm watching it, I'm analyzing it. I'm thinking about where it puts that next person. I think about what interviews we need to do, what stories need to come up. You know what I mean? So you don't get to just enjoy it as much. But uh, you still, after the fact, you know, when you kind of look back, you go like, damn, dude, like I was there for that. You know what I mean? Like I I got to watch that. So I think that's where the enjoyment part of history in a little way. That's it. That's it. Just a little bit. You know, when you look back upon it, I think that's where you know, kind of the, the enjoyment comes like, wow, I do try to, um, they're not doing it now since there's no crowd. Um, but have you ever been to a live UFC event?
0: I've never, I've yet to, but I really want to
1: so they do before the main card starts they they do like a highlight video to uh bob o'reilly from the who uh it's the old old classic song and it's just this it's it's sean shelby's the one that actually first made uh this highlight reel it's it it plays there he's kind of an amateur filmmaker or whatever and then they've updated it since then but it's cool man it's uh so they play this song and it's got like all these amazing highlights throughout ufc history and I, i try to at every ufc event if i can uh, just stop what I'm doing, you know what I mean? And just like soak that in for a little bit and like listen to that and watch the highlights like all these great moments and just be like, damn, you know, like, yeah, this is, you know, and just enjoy that, you know, and kind of, kind of appreciate the fact of, of, of where you are and what you're doing. Cause, uh, man, there's not a lot of people that get to do this for a living. You know what I mean? I get to do something I really love. So I, I try to re- remember that and be, you know, fortunate and appreciative, I guess.
0: What would, what would be, what would you say would be the highlight event that you've got to cover?
1: Man, so many. I've been so fortunate, but um, I one I always point to is uh, the UFC's return to Brazil. Um, when Nogueira knocked out Shab in in Rio, just okay. because, like, man, like you looked around and Nogueira was so loved that like, uh, people were crying. Like, people were literally like crying in the stands because it was like, oh wow. my god, because he's such revered as like, just I mean, he's revered. So it's, yeah, like, yeah, he crying. So For that sure. was I mean, that was an amazing scene to see that. Um, you know, uh being in being in moscow you know the first event in russia dude that was pretty incredible you know for for an american i always thought it was kind of weird like i I felt like like red square and stuff like we're not supposed to be there or something you know like that was cool even even though the event itself you know it was was whatever it was it was just you know the matter of of being there um you know george st pierre fights in montreal were all amazing man like the the bell center in montreal is one of the loudest arenas you ever go to like it's a hockey it's built mainly for hockey but the 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 stands are like it's very vertical It's so like everybody's like really really close to it so it just gets like really really loud it's like uh you know moments like that you know connor obviously connor mcgregor man yeah, I was yeah. at <laughs> the, the 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 before he really really broke out and the um the show in dublin where he yeah. headlined in dublin like that was insane man the atmosphere in there was nuts and of course you know like mayweather mcgregor like I'll, i mean even though i was never like that? yeah 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 oh even though i was God. never like a big a big fan of the um the boxing world, m- yeah. Well, I just yeah, to me, I knew <laughs> how that fight was going to go. You know what I mean? I was like, well, but 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 you know, once you're there and you're like, this is one crazy ass freak show. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. So you know, that was Dude, fun. that's why like,
0: it's wild. I cannot even believe that happened. Do you think that Connor like, not to go like too off topic, but do you think that he, like, what do you think his focus level is at for the MMA? Because it's really frustrating to see him like. Not, I know it's like bad circumstances, and this is the prime of his career and he i feel like he's not all the way that i just like i don't want it to get wasted you know because he's already done so much i know that but it's like i
1: agree no i agree and i'm talking about like going about to bi- like i want to see him compete in mma you know what i mean right. he is a great it was funny i was doing a show yesterday and they were asking me to name my my five all-time you know mm. greatest fighters and I, I don't have connor as a top five all-time greatest. you don't I think of, no i mean now in terms of you know, uh, super. Like, obviously, he's clearly the biggest star in the history of the sport. No question, hands down, he's the biggest star we've ever seen. Uh, his story—you cannot tell the story of mixed martial arts without including him in it. You know what he's, I mean? He's such a he's, huge he's, chapter he's, of it. But I like to see—I like to see sustained dominance over division. You know, greatness over time. I want to see. You know. Ten title defenses and stuff like that. That to me, when you start talking about like what John Jones did, what George St. Pierre did, Anderson Silva, Demetrius Johnson, like long-term dominance over division, that to me is 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 what all-time great stats is. So, but I wish Connor would do that. Like I, w- but it's just not in his nature, right? Like he never defended a Cage Warriors title. He never defended a USC title. Like that's just not his thing. He's always like on to the next big thing. And and kudos to him, man. I mean, the dude went from social welfare checks to hundred million dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, man, come mm-hmm. on. That's, that's a, that's a, that's the story right there.
0: So tell me this, who is your, like, cause it's really tough for me. And I know Max always completely different fighter now, but who is your number one, like featherweight of all time. And also what do you think about the Volkanovsky Holloway fight? Cause I, it's really frustrating to me knowing that in my opinion, that the best 145er isn't holding the belt right now.
1: You know, listen to me. Uh, I'd say Aldo is still the, the yeah. all-time great. You know, at the top, man. It, it just man. WEC era Aldo that doesn't really get the credit he uh, mm-hmm. no, yeah. that dude. That dude was nasty, man. That dude was a killer. So I probably all-time. I'd probably say Aldo. I mean, Holloway obviously has the head-to-head victories over him, but now you're talking about somebody at a declined state of their career and that sort of thing. Uh, not to take away from Holloway's victories. As far as the Volkanovski fight goes, man. You know, I was I was cage side for that one uh, in, in Fight Island, and I'll be honest with you, man. I scored it for Volkanovski but i completely understand people's frustrations right because through the first two rounds i was like damn like max holloway is on point like we've never seen this max holloway you know and he looks so good yeah. and then you know it, it, it so then you had i had volkanovsky winning rounds three four and five but they were they were just like by the slimmest of margins like you know I, I mean? so yeah that's frustrating and i get it man i understand it's, it's, it's frustrating it's,
0: it's just really tough because they're literally it, it, those, those last three rounds are so competitive and it's That's
1: like it. it's, it's like t- rounds one and two weren't competitive at all right i mean they were so clearly one-sided so yeah. it's frustrating i mean you know the last time i remember uh, i think a fight being like that was probably like gsp Hendricks, where it was so like hotly contested but i actually scored it um for gsp because you know i thought he won three rounds to two but the three rounds he won were just kind of like eh where's the two rounds he lost like yeah you definitely lost that you know what i mean so i get why people are frustrated by it um but I mean, I'm kind of with Volkanovski too. Like, you know, he's saying, look, I don't want to do this a third time. And I get it, you know, like, hey, let me beat some other people. Let me, you know, let me put some names on my list. Like, what do I just got to keep beating this guy until he gets a chance to beat me? Like what? You know what I mean? So uh, I, I don't tough, think they should though, do it again.
0: It didn't sit well with me in the post fight press conference when Volkanovski's like, he's got to work his way up the ranking. It's like, bro, the man's his neck and neck with you. Like, come on.
1: I I agree, but listen, he, he he gave him two shots, you know. He came out on top in both of them, and I I completely understand it. But man, there's so many names at featherweight too. Like I don't want to see that fight again. When I look at all the other names out there, you know, look at the Ortegas, the Zabits, you know, the 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 Zombies, now the Caters of the world. I mean, there's just a you know, there's there's a lot there that I you know I, I don't want to just you know push along and keep doing that fight over and over and over, you know?
0: Yeah, I I, I would I would love to see a Holloway Zabit fight or there's just there's actually so many what what would what would you say would be a couple of your like dream headline cards like headliners
1: Oh, you know seeing gsp come back would be pretty crazy man i mean that yeah. that would be nuts um
0: how do you see gsp I mean, habib turning out
1: I, I listen man i don't know That'd be a, that. That's that's why I would love to see it because I don't know, man. I feel like GSP could give Habib a run for his money. He might be the only one that can. Although this Poria, really? I mean, uh, all this uh, Justin Gaethje fight though, I think Ga- Gaethje has a real chance to beat him as well. The way he's fighting, I mean, he, he has a potential to beat habiba I'm, I'm excited for that one. Super excited for Adesanya Costa right now. I mean, i was cool, yeah. talking about that <laughs> the TV other night. Fireworks. I love it. Um, I'm 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 I'm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm less intrigued, but I was really intrigued to see it in the small cage. Um, it sounds like it's going to be in the big cage now, because I think we're going thats going to be in Abu Dhabi instead of Vegas, um, which obviously has the 30 foot cage. And I thought Costa's chances in the smaller cage would be increased even because you know you don't have—you wouldn't give out a sign signing quite as much room to, to to work. So, but either way, man, I'm still just—I'm super excited for that one. So, I mean, look, there's some big fights coming up right now, man. It's going to be a—it's mm-hmm. going to be—it's going to be a solid. I really, solid
0: I ball. really, I'm, I really need to see at Covington camaro rematch because i really think colby covington's the best like actually jk i think uh leon edwards leon edwards is my favorite uh welterweight for sure
1: nice nice yeah Yeah. he gets no respect and and listen covington man he does get undervalued quite a bit i think he's incredibly skilled but because people hate him you know there you go you know you talked about biases early about you know being you know supportive of somebody too much i think a lot of people that bias you know cloud their judgment in terms of how they talk about covington like they just hate their character so much that they don't give you know real credence to the skills and, and the man does does have some talent
0: do you um have you ever had a chance to like talk to him before
1: yeah Kobe. yeah i go i was actually at his very i was actually at his first fight uh <laughs> really? it, it was in it, yeah it was in his first usc fight i should say it was in macau um and it was like a, it was like the ultimate fighter uh china uh finale and so there were mostly like non-english speakers there so even though it was first fight i spoke to him uh and it was fun man and this was back I, I wish we were doing we weren't doing video back then i wish i still had it on on video um because it was great like from fight number one in his career he's like because i was like you know i found out that he was roommates with john jones like when i was researching him, i'm like damn this dude was roommate with john jones in college like what a great angle to have and right away he's like yeah that dude was a a, a, a coke using womanizer dude i was like uh you're gonna yeah, go he with doesn't that angel? really care like, like, does he, not he, care he, at all does not care so he's good i was actually in um i was in brazil uh when he got booed out of the building cool, there too, yeah. man. And, and then everybody was just throwing stuff at him and uh I, w- I went and interviewed him in his hotel room afterwards and uh you know it's, listen Kobe off camera is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet dude he he shows up to everything early, not not on time. He shows up to everything early. He's incredibly professional. Um, he's it's very much Chael Sonnen esque, man. You know, Chael Sonnen was the first one that was really like that. Like Chael back in the day, you know, when he was doing all his shtick, it was hilarious because, like, you know, he, you might be doing an interview with him, and he'd be like, "John, that's the stupidest question I've ever heard in my life, man. How do you even have a job? You know, when talking, to the, it just go off on you, and you're like." You're like what, 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 And then afterwards, he shoot you a text message. You're like, hey man, great stuff. Uh, be sure to send me a link when it comes out. You know, always good catching up with you. And you're like, what? It just happened here. Always yeah. the same way. You know what I mean? He's like, you walk in the room and hey, what's going on, man? Good. How's your, how's your kid? He's just still doing. Good. Yeah, man. What's her life? Oh yeah, yeah. And then as soon as you hit record, it's just boom. Characters on. You know what I mean? And it's gotten him noticed, man. It's gotten him. It's it's gotten him stand out. I mean, how many other you know kind of pure wrestlers do you know? That would get that top I mean, look at look at Kamaru Usman, right? I mean, the, the guy is is a world champion, and I don't think gets you know the love that he deserves because of his fighting style. You know, Colby was just realize, hey, if I, if I if I make a character out of this and and, and kind of bring in the pro wrestling shtick, uh, it's going to get me notoriety, it's going to get me money, and it's it's worked
0: their fight was a banger i literally that was like that's probably that's easily one of my top five favorite fights of all time because i really honestly think colby's striking is like underrated i really like Mm -hmm. his boxing like he's he's pretty fluid like he's good and i i think that if he he can stand with guys and i don't think i think that he just uses his wrestling because he knows it's like on such a different level than everybody else's but like he i i i have no doubt in my mind that he can stand with like a jorge masvidal or something
1: absolutely no no question about it but uh, but then he's got the wrestling to lean on as well. So, you know, it's, uh, it's solid, man. He's he's, uh, he's underrated, man. He doesn't get the love he deserves. Yeah.
0: Have you ever had, like, because I know you love and you love the, like, mixed martial artists are always so nice because they're always so, like, confident in themselves, you know. But have you ever had any, like, not scares, but just, like, kind of disagreements or, like, any bad experiences interviewing fighters?
1: Yeah, Vitor Belfort told uh, people that they should beat me up uh, in a press conference really one time. yeah yeah yeah. it was pretty crazy we've we we're well past it now but and that's why i, so I, I kind of even hate telling the story because we've like he's been like he's super nice to me since he's apologized yeah. and and uh you know you know we had a long heart to heart about it and we and now we're, we, we talk all the time but wow. yeah, yeah this was during the height of the of the kind of the trt uh era and uh, it was after he knocked out Rockhold. And I, I saw on the internet, you know, er- everybody's, ah, well, TRT this, TRT that. And you know, obviously it's a beautiful technique that he knocked him out with. And TRT doesn't teach you that, you know. Um, and so my question to him in the press conference was, you know, is it frustrating to you as an athlete that, you know, you do something like that and all anybody wants to talk about is TRT, not kind of what you did there and, and your execution and that sort of thing. And and uh, in Portuguese, so I didn't even really understand him, uh, but you know, he, <laughs> he, he, he threatened me basically and said that I should be beat up. But it was to do like the, uh, the reporters afterwards, man, um, like all the local like Brazilian reporters that kind of apologized uh, they, they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that to you. I'm like, no, I don't really care i don't really take offense to it whatever yeah. but uh but no so so yeah there was that uh but like i said he, he apologized later and, and we get along great now but uh you know overall no i mean some people i, I think every now and then like people will try to say something to you or intimidate you or whatever it's just like dude i mean what are you gonna hit me like come on nah, not, yeah not,
0: for real <laughs> how do you how do you kind of balance not being too intrusive with still trying to get like the content you need for your stories or information that you need
1: I think that's just a balance of kind of your own moral character, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of let that guide you. You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, like for instance uh, at, at at Fight Island uh, when Joseph Benavides got you know knocked out, and of course Megan Olivia's wife was there, and she was cage side, and she was yeah. like, um, you know, she was basically like kneeling. She had jumped up on the on the apron and was like kneeling and like talking to him, and like I could have picked up my camera phone and gotten like some pretty good footage or whatever, but I was like. Nah. nah you know what i mean I don't, I don't need that and i'm sure and i like i'm sure my employer would have loved it you know what i mean like because right. it, it would have gotten clicks people would have would have gone on but like i, I don't want to do that it's, it's like I, I don't know man i i just think you let your own I, I gotta be able to live with myself and who i am at the end of the day you know what i mean if that means sometimes i pass up on content here something that we could have gotten because i want to give that person their 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 space or you know their their dignity um then i'm gonna do that you know what i mean so but th- i mean that doesn't mean all always i mean you, you you know they do in fact joseph benavides actually came like un, unrequested he came to the post fight press conference that night um to talk to all of us you know what i mean and at that point yeah you got to ask him you know hey where do you go from here how do you feel i know it's disappointing blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. but i think at the end of the day just kind of having that moral compass of being able to live with yourself you know what i mean that's yeah. that's, that's 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 what can guide you
0: yeah uh, yeah because like i always see some guys like they always ask some questions and it's just like, chill out. You know what I mean? Like some, some personal questions, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's Yeah. You definitely, cause like, that's when I, like, if I try to interview someone, I never want to be the person that like puts someone like in a bad position, you know, or bring something up that they like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not yeah. cool and you don't want to burn bridges and it's just, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I, I do think, you know, if it's, if it's valid there, I always say this, there is a way to ask every question. You know what I mean? There is a way to do it. Um, politely and respectfully. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to avoid information that is necessary. If you feel that it's newsworthy and you feel that it's something that needs to be addressed... Um, there's a way to ask it respectfully without being just like you said, just kind of a jackass about it. Where you know, you, and that's not going to do you any good anyway, because they're just going right. to be on the defensive and they're not going to give you an answer. So what's what's the point of doing that? Um, you don't have to be an instigator, um, but there are, like I said, there are certain times where you might just let something pass because it's like, ah, you know, I'm, I don't I don't need to bring that up right now. You know, and, and you know, take like for instance, like, um, like uh, I think you know, like. I guess maybe like Ronda Rousey with, with Travis Brown or maybe like Brian Caraway with Misha Tate and stuff like that. I mean, like there are things about it that are interesting, you know what I mean? Like, discussing but like do you really need to discuss somebody's like dating relationship like what the hell does that? you know there were there, like w- when you asked brian carrie hey what's it like to to be with this girl who's you know a, a big superstar <laughs> you're in the same you know you're not that level of star and here your your girlfriend is you know one of the biggest in the sport how does that feel does it inspire you is it difficult that's all fair game you know what i mean but like outside of that like outside of those kind of questions you know like why do you need to pry into personal information like that dude like why does it matter who somebody's if somebody's dating dude like let yeah that yeah Does place, it doesn't really you know?
0: pertain to fighting or anything so i mean exactly like, yeah um so how kind of what advice kind of would you have to like someone, like an aspiring like journalist or like someone that wants to interview or get in the interviewing process like the, the, especially the, like in a sport like mma because one thing I, I wanted to say because like i only mentioned a couple of these things because fu- like mma and fighting in general is kind of different from covering other sports because they're literally fighters and you don't want to make them mad you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah well i mean the, the great thing is about this sport is man that the athletes are so respectful man yeah. they really are and they're so accessible too man you know like i cover I, like i actually like soccer a lot it's probably my second favorite sport uh i covered a uh, real madrid game uh out here in las vegas just an exhibition game or whatever like for their for their uh, post-fight scrums with players, they just had like a mix area, like a mix zone. And the players were required to walk through it, but they weren't required to stop and answer anybody's questions. So they would just literally like walk by the media and like blow you off. And just so, I mean, so it's hilarious. I mean, these athletes are so accessible um, and so polite and respectful and, and, and they will give you the time. So that's, that's the great thing about being involved in this sport. Um, but as, as far as, you know, I, I, I just always tell people just do it. You know, as far as the aspiring journalists, man, just practice it as much as you can. Even even if you're doing it for yourself if it's a blog Mm -hmm. that you've launched yourself like just do it you know what i mean because the more reps you get the more comfortable you're going to get at whatever it is whether it be interviews writing podcasts whatever it is you want to do the more reps you get at it, the more comfortable you're going to be i always tell people as well um man in the beginning like start start by covering your local scene you know what i mean i'm I'm sure there's like fighters or or organizations or whatever in your local area that would appreciate some coverage you know what i mean because like trying to launch something on your own and compete with like MMA junkie and MMA fighter, like you're never going to get any traffic. You know, what I mean, so try to find something unique. But the other thing about practicing, you know, starting with your local promotions, you'll end up building relationships with like fighters, with uh, managers, with coaches, with organizations. Then, like you said, you know, you you may end up. Uh, you know, meeting the next John Jones or whatever and covering his early career. And then, and then he goes to the UFC and he's always going to remember, you know, you were there. You were the only guy that gave me the time of day in the beginning. So I'm always going to give you the time of the day because you were the only one that was reaching out to me. So, you know, I think it's, it's multifolder because you get the, that practice and that reputation. And then, you know, the other thing I always tell people is just, uh, you know, don't don't say anything. Don't write anything. Don't put it on social media, anything that you wouldn't say to somebody's face. You know what I mean? Cause that stuff will 100%. exist and people do see it. You know what I mean? Like the, the, just saying, like saying, like saying somebody sucks, for instance, like that dude sucks. Like, do they <laughs> really, do they really suck? Or I mean, do you want to be now? Do you want to say, well, that fighter, to me, looked like the, you know, they, they weren't in the best physical condition I've ever seen. You know, It looked like they didn't have a a, a, a game plan, a, a, a B game plan. It looked like once their initial strategy got stopped, they didn't have any adjust. I mean, those are all tech, technical evaluations or observations, you know what I mean? But to just to go on social media, like, that dude sucks and doesn't belong to be in the UFC or something like that. Like, wh- what are what you doing? Guess, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and you see that. And I think sometimes people try to be a little bit... Uh, you know, everybody wants clicks, right? Everybody's looking for traffic. And sometimes you see people that are kind of this like shock value, or whatever. Like, that's so why I say like, don't, don't say or do anything that you wouldn't say to that person's face. And there's nothing wrong with saying to a person like, hey man, it, you know, in your last fight, it just looked like maybe you weren't in the best shape. It looked like maybe you're tired. <laughs> yeah, you know, to be honest with you, my cardio wasn't where it needed yeah. to That's fine. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like, you wouldn't sell to somebody's face. But, like, so, let's be honest. Like you suck, right? Like, you would, right. come on, you wouldn't say that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know that's, that's a lot of, like, sometimes even when I do it with my friends or whatever and they talk about, like, are like, because, like, I live in Oregon and, like, they're, everyone's big Oregon State basketball fans or whatever. And it's just, like, I want to eventually have some of those guys that we literally go to school with on my show. So, it's, like, it's not the best if we talk. Like, they might not be the best basketball team in the country, but it's, like, yeah. you need to chill out. You know what I mean? That's
1: it. Just be, be honest about, you know, you can do it in a fair way. Again, like I said, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, lie and pretend somebody's better than they are. Or, you know, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you don't have to do that, but you don't... There's a way to be professional about it as well. Exactly.
0: Is there any other sports that you cover? Or
1: I don't. No, I don't. I just cover mixed martial arts. And uh, I mean, I, I do like other sports. I don't... Um, I mean, growing up, I played soccer baseball basketball um you know I, I grew up in dallas so obviously i was a big uh dallas cowboys fan and all the all the local teams there you know i was i was there when the stars came to town i was like my first uh introduction to hockey you know when they won titles and stuff so I, I do like other sports um but honestly i don't really have much time to watch them anymore man like, like even like that's the Cowboys, tough. like yeah i know yeah, that's hard it's dude this sport is is,
0: is uh, it's constant it's, there's no off
1: 100 percent, man it's got my whole life so um yeah like now, like I'll, I'll watch the Cowboys on Sunday just so I can have something to talk to my dad about or whatever. Know what's yeah. going on, you know. What I mean? but yeah, exactly. As far as like, you know, hey, what do you think about that? Uh, what about that uh, backup wide receiver on the free agent market, or whatever? I'm like, <laughs> dude, I have no idea, man. You know, what do we need in the draft this year? Like, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, clue.
0: How important is it that you think that you only specialize in MMA? Do you, how much do you think that enhances, like? your, your credibility and how much, you know, you know what I mean? Cause I feel like a guy like Stephen A. Smith, you can be a jack of all trades, but I'm kind of a master at like none. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I No, I agree with that. I think that that does help. I mean, not to take away from people that do. No, yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, you, man, I look at a guy like um, here in Vegas, a guy like Adam Hill that works through Review Journal or Steve Colefield who does a lot of radio work. Like, they, they, they're pretty knowledgeable in everything. You know what I mean? Like, they study everything and they can have in-depth discussions on a lot of stuff because, you know, they're doing local sports. So now they're covering the Raiders, you know, obviously the Knights. Um, I envy but, that. It, it's it's cool, but but I do think there's something to be said for being a specialist. For me, yeah. like, I know this inside and out. Like, and I think they would admit that too. Like, I get, you know the first prelim of the night. Like, I can tell you about these guys, and I can tell you who's probably going to win, and I can tell you where their background and where they That's came sick. from, and what they, you know what I mean. Like, I can do that. Whereas, you know, I, like I just admitted, I couldn't tell you like who the backup you know wide receiver is or what you know. I I couldn't do that, but somebody mm-hmm. that specializes does. So you know, I think there's I think there's a place for both, man. I really do. I think there's a place for both.
0: Yeah. Do you, um, can, I, I just, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I really wanted to ask you since you were at fight Island, like I wanted to ask you, like, what was your experience like there? How did you get there? What did you think of the fights? Maybe what was your top performance, top performers Said yeah,
1: man. no, it was crazy, man. I mean, I top performer, man, Hamzat Shamaya, dude, he, he, he <laughs> stole the show, right? That dude stole the show out there, man. And and it was too, I mean, obviously his his fights were dominant, um, but he's got like this kind of just like wry smile about I him love it. personality. person Like he's got, it's, 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 you know, it's just enough English to where you can say, you know, just line them up. I smash them, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's endearing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's good. Uh, but no, overall, man, it was crazy. I did a, um, I did a blog. So if you, if you ever want to see like in depth, what it was like, I did a blog of like the first week, like literally every single day okay. uh, in depth. I apologize my dogs barking there, but, um, oh, it was okay. crazy. So, uh, we took, we took a charter direct from, uh, Vegas to Abu Dhabi, which is right. Cool. UFC yeah. worked so with you the, flew uh, with and, the and, fighters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So okay, I was on okay. the first flight out of Vegas. So basically it was like the fighters were all in first class uh, the UFC staff um, were all in business and then like anybody else, like the media and stuff, we were like all in coach. So we were all on this one, one flight. Everybody had like their own row because they kept like, every, everybody had like their the social distancing, basically. So everybody had their own row. Uh, you had to wear a mask the whole time you were on there. Um, the flight attendants had like on um, like hazmat suits, like full <laughs> yeah. PPE, you know what I mean? So, so it was all like very, very safe. Um, then when we got there, uh we had a police escort from the there was like uh shuttles waiting. They took us to our hotels at the hotel, same thing. All the staff had like uh hazmat suits on. By the way, we we'd already had to take a COVID-19 test and pass that in Vegas before yeah, yeah, we yeah. got on the plane. Then once we got to 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 uh, Abu Dhabi, uh like I said everybody had like hazmat suits on. They literally like sprayed down our luggage and stuff with the sanitizing solution sprayed us down as well. We took a COVID test. Uh, we had to uh, quarantine for 48 hours, and then we took another. So we took two COVID tests during that 48 hour span. And if we passed both of them, we got released at the 48 hour mark. And at that point, like, it meant everything everything—the level of it—I cannot tell you, man, how how detailed it was, the, the how the, the attention that was paid to every little thing yeah. to make it as safe as possible. So it's been interesting to see because I was in Florida. Um, obviously, I live in Vegas. So I'm at all the Apex shows, and then in right. Abu Dhabi. But so I've seen kind of how everything's developed along the way, like how they've you know continue to make things safer and safer and safer so um it was interesting man it, it, i i you know talking about being a part of history man it definitely felt like being a part of, of something historical because it was just when, such a huge undertaking yeah you know during a pandemic which you mm-hmm. have never seen before
0: when exactly did it sink in that you're like holy crap i'm literally like a part like a, a little part like a part of history and not only that but also like um i don't know you're just you're you're part of like one of the most dynamic, most versatile companies in the world. Like, how special is that? Like,
1: it's crazy, man. It, I mean, honestly, it dawned on me back in Jacksonville in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like back in May um, when they first got back to action, man. I was like, damn, dude. Like every other sport is on hold right now. Right. Like we're having sports, and man, I did. I did so many interviews that week with like uh, mainstream sports radio stations and stuff because they had no other sports to talk about. So right. I mean, they're, they're, it, yeah, the it was cool they're, crazy. That's it. They were literally like the radio hosts, like some of them, there are a handful that were like, hey, just to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about this sport, but it's the only thing happening. So I kind of want to talk about it. And I'd be like, hey, well, yeah, just just set me up, dude. I'll, I'll walk you through it. No no worries. You know what I mean? It's not sick. here to try to embarrass you or whatever, but right. uh, there was no other sports to talk about. So it was cool, the exposure. So I, I would say all the way back then, but yeah, once once we got to Fight Island as well and again you see like oh my god the level that they're going to to to, to 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 you know to keep us safe um it's been pretty crazy man it's uh to think back about like once this is fine man once this damn pandemic is finally in our rearview mirror and we finally get a vaccine for it and we finally move on um i think that'll be again when you can kind of look back and, and, and it's always in retrospect you know we can look back and go like damn dude like I was a part of that. That was crazy. That we lived yeah. like that for a year, and we and all these things. We've I mean, I've had twenty four COVID tests at this point. You know That's what I mean? Insane. I get them every week, so it's uh, gives it's you a little pretty, bit of peace of fun. mind, though. It is actually my wife. It's funny. My wife is is she's loves it because she's she hasn't gone and gotten any tests, but she's like, but you're getting tested every week. So he's like, so if you're good, I know I'm good. I'm like, yeah, it is. It is pretty nice, you know. I know my family's safe. It's pretty cool.
0: Right on. Okay, so only a few more questions. So, do you ever see because like with the because. Like American sports, like football, baseball. Baseball is pretty international and stuff. But as far as mixed martial arts, I feel like it's pretty accessible. Like as long as you have accessibility to a gym or whatever, like the potential for it to explode even more is it. it, It's like it could, like it could get huge. So, do you ever see a like interpromotional bouts or B like a, a like an organization ever arising? that could potentially rival the UFC?
1: Not now, not in the near future. Not as long as Dana White's around, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Someday, yeah, it could. I, I, I mean, Dane is never going to do interpromotional bouts, and I think there's just not another athlete out there that would make him think that he has to. Not, not now. Um, I, I think he he he's built this so much he doesn't see a need to do that. So I don't think we'll ever see it under his watch. Maybe someday in the future, maybe things will change. Um, and I, th- I think he's going to be around for a while, even though he's you know a lot of people have said uh, maybe he'll quit because he's got so much money in the bank he loves he loves the job you know yeah. so he's not going anywhere so exactly. um so no I, I i don't see it happening but you know just your your the, the, so i don't see those things happening and, and i don't see a rival organization man it's just so hard like there's people that think the sport is called ufc you know what i mean they don't that, know that it's a dude sport.
0: that's exactly i had a guy you, do you know gustavo Lopez? i, I interviewed him he's a, right. he's a, yeah and he he said the exact same thing you did like he's like i fight like people that's all they say like you watch ufc you like fighting the ufc or whatever you know what i mean
1: yeah, it's, it's 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 Kleenex, it's, it's Q-tip, it's yeah. Xerox. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It's all those things. So it's it's uh, I think it would be tough to do that. Man, they've got such a foothold in the industry, and, and, and man, it's just be really really hard to rival them. But. Going back to your original premise, what you said is true about the, the potential for future growth. And that's one thing that I think I've been really, really fortunate about in my career is I've gotten to go all over the world and see the developing markets. And I think sometimes, you know, you hear, especially like domestic journalists, they're like, ah, I feel like the growth of MMA has peaked. And you're like, are you crazy? No way. Like, and, Not if, even if you close. Think, that's, that's it. If, it like, and again, as we talked about earlier, there are, it is, it is always going to be a niche sport to a degree and that there will always be some people that don't like hand-to-hand combat, that don't like fighting sports. So... It will always be a bit of a niche sport to a degree. But if you want to say that, okay, the popularity is leveled off in the United States in terms of growth, okay, maybe I'll give you that. I mean, you can't skyrocket growth forever. You know what I mean? Right. It's skyrocket. But when you talk about global, man, you talk about... They said, I mean, like... Like, like what, what Jane Wiley is doing for the Chinese market, you know yeah. what I mean? What, what some of these Russia, what Habib has done in Russia oh, and, you know, incredible. and in the middle East, you know what I mean? The, the, the you know, now the, the, the Muslim population. And has those guy, are you know,
0: literally has, attracting to the biggest populations of the world too. That's it. So like that's the, it. the potential for like fight yeah. like talented fighters to come out of these countries is crazy
1: and, and that's and that's what happens when when countries have somebody that they can latch on to that's one of their own that's when it really you know skyrockets there right it's like you know like oh dude that's that's our guy you know we'll follow him or whatever <laughs> i mean it's the, it's the yeah i mean it's like yeah i mean in, in the it nba right times. you know yeah that's it exactly
0: um yeah so last thing i just since i have literally like one of the best minds in mma like can you break down Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar and give us like a little bit of your analysis on that fight card.
1: Man, I am uh Every time Frankie Edgar fights, man, I'm, I, I, I worry a little bit, right? Because the guy is an absolute legend, man. But you wonder how long he can keep competing with these kind of younger, next level athletes. I Mean he's been around the game for so so long. So I'm excited for this fight, um, but you do wonder, you know, when the when the end is coming for Frankie Edgar. And it's so tough, right? Because it's not like Frankie Edgar gets any kind of, um, you know, like gimme fights or whatever. That's that's hard. When you're at that high level, that's the hard thing, right? You know, you yeah, like, yeah, go, exactly. Go. You know, go back and look at, like, the runs of, like, Fedor Emelianenko and Pride, right? Like, Fedor was amazing, and he beat some of the world's best. And then he also fought a couple cans along the way, too. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, it's like, you got a couple fights off. You know, Vandale Silva, same thing. He had this amazing run. He fought the monsters of the day. And he fought a couple of cans, too, you know? Yeah. So Frank Yeager doesn't get that, man. You go back and look at it. So, I, I'm a, I, you know, how's he going to look at 135 pounds? How's there's to me, that's where all the question marks are. We know Pedro Munoz, um, you know, he's had some ups and downs as well, but I do think he is a legitimate talent, man. He's got great striking, incredible submissions as well. This is, dude is just a, you know, a well rounded athlete. And uh, I, 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 you don't want to talk bad about Frank Yeager. And I'm not going to talk bad about him because he is a true legend of the game, man. I mean, I, like, if you like MMA, you like Frank, I can't imagine there's anybody that likes the sport. that's like, nah, yeah, that guys. All right. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, he's okay. No, man, he's an absolute legend of a human being. I think he may be in for a tough night with, with Pedro Munoz. Uh, just you can't do this sport forever. And he continues to fight the best of the best of the best every single time out.
0: I agree. Yeah. Um, do you see what is, what is some, what is a, a potential like sleeper fight on the undercard or like maybe in the prelims that you really like, or you're excited to see.
1: Oh, let's pull up that car and think about it, man. Let's see here. Uh, Well, listen, I do like uh, Maria Agapova, man. I, I, she looks like the real deal. She's long, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. That's probably the one name that's well, Timor Valley is on this one as well. I, it's funny, I hadn't looked at the card real well because I'm on I'm on <laughs> I'm on furlough this <laughs> it's a, on it's furlough a- this <laughs> week, which it sucks because I'm on furlough this week. Uh obviously, like everybody in the pandemic, man. Our right. our our, uh, our company had to cut back, and so we've been taking one week off a month uh per month since March, which sucks because you don't get paid, but right. I still have a job, so that's a good thing. Yes. Uh but they're ending, so we're getting back to full strength. But uh so normally I would have broken down the card a lot more, but just taking a quick look at it and, and seeing what what, I, what stands out to me. Timor Valiev, I think, is a name if you don't know, pay attention to. Um, he's, he's been a, a huge talent outside of the USC for a long time, and he's, he's finally getting in there. He's somebody that I followed, you know, way back into his World Series of Fighting Days, um, and I think he really does have some next-level talent. So that's somebody that i really keep an eye out for. And then, again, Maria Aqaba, uh Man, I, I... It depends on who you're talking to issue. Yeah, for sure. but yeah, she's... I think she has uh, Future Champ written all over her. Man, yeah. her body type, her aggression... Um, she's just she's so wrong yeah so those are the, those are the two names that I would, I would really be watching out for uh, on the undercard. That Takashi Sato, Daniel Rodriguez fight may be a barn burner as well. But those those are two names I'd really keep an eye on.
0: Right on. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. It's like crazy to talk to you because I literally hear your voice on every single post-fight press conference. But this is <laughs> this is awesome. And it's fun to like talk to someone that because like I don't know too many people that know too much about MMA, especially around here. So yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Yeah, no worries. Apologize again about getting the schedule mixed up, but no. uh, feel free anytime, man.
0: It's okay. Thank you so much.
1: You got it, brother.